This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Welcome to Taylor Talk. <laughs> We've been waiting for you, Swifties. No, that didn't work. Actually, did they've it? been waiting for us, I have a feeling, because our episode came out late again. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's really our fault. We are, we are uh, slacking here. Not really, but you know what? You guys all have Taylor to blame for this episode coming out a day late because she did something again. Released yet another song on a Monday night, so we had to wait for 24 hours to bring you guys this special, very special edition. So welcome all to episode 156 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name's Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And in case you haven't figured it out, we're here to talk to you about Welcome to New York. Woo! Yay! We've been waiting for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's catchy. I can't help it. Can't get it out of my head. So, do you guys want uh, to share some first impressions of the song, or should we just jump straight into feedback from social media? It makes you want to travel to New York really, really badly. Well, that's convenient. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think it's fair to share with everyone, episode 157 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, will be recorded... By all four of us together in the same location in New York City. Yay! I'm so excited. So we're all going to be in New York for the release. We're going to be reporting back to you all with everything going on. Hopefully. Yes. Well, I will. You can follow me. Sammy will. Sammy going all week. And if Taylor Talk is tweeting, then they will be tweeting also. Sammy might have to tweet for us if our plane goes down. I don't know the password, so that's. That's a darn shame. Well, it's not my fault. You forgot it. It is not. <laughs> so Steve will have to tell me. Hey, 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 let's stay. Let's stay on topic. I really want to talk about this song because, well, I because I do. I really want to talk about it. So <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Like last week with "Out of the Woods," we took to social media to get opinions from the community and see what you guys all thought and so all that taylor on twitter said i love it they all sound different than each other which i really love i would agree that's with that true. by yeah. they all that's referring to the three songs we have off 1989 shake it off out of the woods and welcome to new york forgive me if i forget that title throughout this episode <laughs> it ju- forget it it's it just so came simple. out a few minutes ago yeah <laughs> so for those of you who are new to listening these uh, special editions we do are, are literally minutes after we record. We get some uh, first impressions from the community, and we just jump straight into it. And we'll go more in depth in future episodes. But, I mean, w- what do you guys think of the sound of it, speaking of the sound? It sounds very 1980s, which is yeah. obviously what she was going for. But, uh, like, the first, I want to say, 15, um, 15, 15 seconds of the song sound like they're straight out of a movie yeah it reminds me like i feel like it's like i'm watching like the sex in the city but like if it took place in the 80s kind of thing where she's like walking down the street in new york and it's just like playing behind her Mm -hmm. steve do you have any thoughts on the 80s sound well you know what um it is very 80s sounding uh one of the things that that's interesting though is this song is uh Produced with uh, Ryan Tedder from uh, One Republic, and it's is not this very... the one? Yes, this yes. is the one. Mm-hmm. How do you know that? Taylor because she tweeted it. Actually, oh, <laughs> in the YouTube video that Taylor talks about this song though too, she mentions it. So yeah. I, at first, you know, it was kind of interesting because you know last week we had Jack Antonoff in the song that you know Out of the Woods that he did with Taylor. So to have another one that has a similar uh, 80s vibe, but yet a completely different song is very cool. And you can tell the different producer, you know, made a difference there. Yeah. Good point, Steve. So Sarah over on Facebook said, I love it. Welcome to New York. Gives me uh, that I can't speak. (laughs) Gives me a nostalgia feeling like it could have been plucked out of my favorite John Hughes movie. The 80s is strong with this one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> really sarah really <laughs> okay like Star Wars good job sarah <laughs> it it doesn't have the depth of out of the woods but it has a feeling of its own i'm addicted replay repeat replay i would agree with that i think lyrically 
it's stronger than Shake It Off, but not oh, as yeah. strong as Out of the Woods, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. It's kind of like that middle. middle ground. Well, yeah. interestingly enough, Sammy, we there was a lot of feedback. I don't know if people interpreted my question as rank the uh, songs, the question I asked on Twitter, that is, and Facebook. But a lot of people ranked the three songs in order, and it was more or less Out of the Woods, Welcome to New York, and then Shake It Off. Is yeah, how people I mean, I don't think that's to say that Shake It Off is bad. I just, lyrically, this one's a lot stronger. And Out of the Woods is just blows both of them out of the water, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm, but um, musically, I like this one. Like she said, it's very 80s strong, 80s, you know, you know. Can someone explain to me who John Hughes is? John He's Hughes? You want to do it, Steve? Pre- pretty much any great movie that came out of the 80s, uh, anything from the the Brat Pack, uh, Amelia Estevez. I mean, the the things that came out, Pretty in Pink, The Breakfast yep. Club, all that kind of stuff. I oh, mean, Hughes, okay. I yeah. know those movies. I just yeah. did not So, know I mean, John they're Hughes. classics, and that's the kind of vibe that has been given off through a lot of these songs that she's put out here lately. It's It's good. Yeah, I would agree with that. Cool. And Sarah added one more thing. The song is like the rebirth of Taylor Swift. I'm obsessed. Did I mention I'm obsessed? <laughs> um, something I actually have to note to that, Sarah, is the Rolling Stone article, which was really our first in-depth look at what 1989 was going to include. It was our first song titles, everything like that. That was actually titled The Reinvention of Taylor Swift. I think that's pretty accurate to say that. I mean, it is the first track on the album. Um, I think that this musically would set up the opening of a tour very well because the intro itself is quite long and it's a lot mm-hmm. like um, State of Grace in that regard that it's you know basically made purposefully to open a tour um, and kind of showing the reinvention of her from the beginning of the tour through the end of the tour. Sammy's prediction right here today opening tour with welcome to new york I yeah i would right. predict wow. that let's see if it comes true i i thus far i agree but i haven't heard the rest of the album this so. is true but of the three uh, that we have i would say that's accurate the, the only reason i would go against that would be because the very beginning of it i think is going to show off our talents during the tour of how well we can clap yeah, and I, I don't know i'm not always really good with staying on the music but you know it, it goes clap 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 yeah, and I think that it's almost one of those. <laughs> you can ones do it, Steve. So you just said it out loud. <laughs> I said it out loud, but actually doing real clapping, I always get off the beat after a while. But um, you know, I think it's almost one of those ones that Taylor is going to like come out and then you know start clapping, the band's clapping, and everyone else starts joining in. So I think and Steve be... tries to join in, right? <laughs> clapping off beat, but hey, I'll try. Yeah. You know, speaking of tour, something with the sound and I don't want, well, you know what? We're going to get to the sound later. Somebody remind me to talk about this, how she's going to integrate the old music into tour because the tour is not going to be exclusively 1989. No. Ooh, that's a good point because yeah, it all sounds so different. So when we get to the actual sound a little later in the discussion, somebody remind me of that so we can talk about it. Okay. 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 <laughs> all right. And then finally, Pierce on Facebook said, it definitely wasn't what I was expecting. I kind of see it as a new anthem of Taylor's, like Mean. I think it's incredible that she spoke up for LGBT, that's uh, lesbian, gay, bi, and trans rights. Mm. Completely inspiring. True that. I would agree with that, yeah. Now, we knew that line was coming because somebody, one of the reporters, someone from a secret session said it. They didn't say what the line was, but they said that there would be a line that has to do with um, with um, with um, LGBT rights. Was yeah. that what you guys expected, though? It was actually yeah. more subtle than I expected. I, I thought yeah, it was, was... going to be more um, in your face like this. Like you could have not actually heard her say it. In the yeah, song, me you know? too. I was kind of expecting like a whole verse about it and instead of just one line. But I like that she put it in there at all. Um and it is a very New York thing just to, you know, like she's trying to point out to be whoever you want to be and love whoever you want to love. It's a very New York thing. Is that, though? Because I, yeah, I never, okay, I just never it heard is. that before. Uh, us West Coast folk don't uh, know these things. We just, we, we just, just know, know the SoCal. San Francisco. Like, I think of San Francisco <laughs> as like a gay town. I don't think of New York as a gay town. It's, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would call it a gay town, but it's very open to. It's very liberal for gay rights. Is that what you're saying? For for anything. For anybody who you are, it's very open and very liberal, I would say. 
Okay. All right, cool. So that, that's some feedback we got off of uh, social media there. Let's jump straight into what do you guys think the song is about? What's the overarching theme of this song? I love how I ask a question like nobody speaks up. It's time to speak now, guys. I think we, we, all, we don't want to step on each other. Nobody even saw what I did there. I did. I paid I homage you. to the episode we were supposed to do this weekend. <laughs> we were supposed to continue our series that will never, ever finish uh, looking back at the different eras of Taylor Swift. So I why had to at least mention them? Speak Now. now. going to bother you for it. What? Now, why are you reminding them what it was going to be? Now they're just going to bother you to make it. We'll I'm do sure it. we'll make it. It's we'll just- do it. Just it's not quite on schedule. <laughs> just but, like the release of this episode. Yeah. All right. But for real, though, does anyone have any thoughts on what sort of the overarching theme of the song is? What it's all about? I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory in my opinion, but I want to see what you guys think. I think the biggest thing is starting anew Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that is kind of pointed out through the the song and the lyrics itself about uh you know everybody wanted something more searching for a sound we never heard before it's just starting over in a new city um in a way it actually is kind of even taylor moving into pop yeah it's it's kind of i see that i I see a couple of meanings just in those lyrics alone and and that's that's what new york is all about uh you know, myself, anytime I go to New York, one of the things I always try to do is I try to fit into the New York feeling and mentality. I mean, being a small town person, New York is directly the opposite of what I'm used to every single day. And and I feel like I'm a different person there, that I can yeah. be whoever I want to be. And it's, it's really a great feeling. Well, Steve, I think that ties right into what Sarah was mentioning about the rebirth of Taylor. It, it really is... Um, sort of it's it's a great opening song because it is defining the rest of the album if mm-hmm. that makes sense the album's completely different than what we've heard from Taylor in the past it's completely different from country it, i mean it's completely different from even the pop songs that we heard on red mm-hmm. well that that's a good point because a lot of times and we've seen it with past albums is you know sometimes we think the songs are put together in a certain order just because they sound good together or they're different than the song that was previous to it but we've seen Taylor specifically put songs, you know, for instance, at the end of the albums are always something that makes you play it again and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. That's that's how she always words it. So this is almost like her saying to us, hey, this is new. This is different. Yeah, Come check for sure. this out. For sure. So now, now I want to dive back into the sound of the song. Okay. Back into the sound. So like we mentioned, it's very different. Did anybody pick up from some of that bass, almost like a touch of hip-hop? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't yeah, hear definitely. that. I, some hip-hop yeah. and rap. So I'm not crazy. You guys heard it too. Diane thinks we're all crazy. <laughs> I just have <laughs> well, to well, listen you, to it again. And well, I'll you know, Adam, one of the things I think is I kind of, as soon as I listened to this song, I had to think back to this. This song's been done before in very different ways. I what mean, do you, you mean? You can take... Well, you can take it back the whole way to Frank Sinatra and New York, New York. New York, New That one? It's a classic, but there's really a lot of lines that that have very similar things. You know, it was kind of like, you know, I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep. I want to find that I'm king of the hill, top of the heap, you know, kind of just. And are those Frank Sinatra lyrics you're quoting? Yeah. Those are. Yes, exactly. Okay. You, You know, that's. That's kind of what it is about coming to New York and just having a rebirth like that. Um, and then also the other one that comes into mind, and that kind of goes to the hip-hop, is uh, Jay-Z's Empire, Empire State. State. Right. That's what I was thinking as well. Um, however, I, I was taking it even a little bit further. If you actually look at the history of rap and hip-hop, it actually originated in New York City. If you want to get specific, it originated in the Bronx, Sugar Hill Gang, um, right. I didn't know you knew all this. Yeah, Sugar Hill Gang. It was 1975. What's the song? Um, Steve, help me out here. It's oh. the one. It's a hit. Hop. A hit. Hit. Hop. Oh, I know that song. Till the bang bang boogie up jump the that thing. Um, man, what is that song called? Someone uh, out there knows. Steve, Google, Google. Where are you? Rapper's delight. Rapper's delight. Um, that's the one. But that actually is where it originated. And the reason I know that, Diane, is um. 
at uh, UNLV, the university I graduated from, I actually took a history of rock music class, and for whatever reason, we did a unit on rap history as well. So oh, cool. Well, well it's there's also the East Coast, West Coast, you know, battle the, in the mid-90s, like all the California rock, the Dr. Dre and Tupac versus, you know, the New York East Coast stuff of, uh, you know, Biggie Smalls. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well Steve, the reason I brought this up, though, is because a lot of the comments I'm seeing on social media, now we did go over a few of them. We didn't dive too deep into all of them because there were quite a few. Um, everybody has an opinion of this song, is people are overwhelmingly saying the lyrics are not as deep as Out of the Woods, which is true. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the song itself doesn't have thought and depth that you don't see on the surface, something like paying homage to rappers of New York City where it originated. Mm-hmm. So, And that also doesn't mean that it doesn't have strong lyrics because overall it might not be the strongest lyrically, but it does have some really strong lyrics in it. And I think we'll get to that in a second when we talk about lyrics. Yeah, we'll but... get to it when we get to the lyrics. That's right, Sammy. But um, I don't even remember where I was going with that. And I but... think it's it's a bit of understanding New York City to really get this song. And, that, and that's one thing that's going to be a little tough is – there's a lot more stuff that was relatable in Out of the Woods, and that's why I think a lot of people liked it. But well, because we all haven't moved to New York City. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't or know. I some couldn't... people have not been. And you, there's something you don't get out of this song because you haven't been there before. When I listened to this song, I really felt like I was in New York City, and that was a lot of the feelings that I feel when I go and visit New York. Yes. You know, maybe because I live here, I disagree with that i would say that i get more out of this as a person who's like looking to go somewhere else because i've lived in new york my whole life um but it's kind of because it's not new to you yeah so you don't have that same feeling it's it's just about like looking for a change and go and finding a change in another place it doesn't necessarily have to be new york although i do get you know the new york the fast paced and the bright lights and the big cities. And I I get that from the song. I really do. But if you look a little bit further underneath it, if you have never been to New York, if you don't relate to it in that way, if you just look at it from a perspective of you're looking to make a change for yourself or changing your life in regards to moving somewhere or doing something else, then it's kind of more relatable. And I, I tend to do that with a lot of Taylor songs because I can't relate to all of them. So I try and find something in the song to relate to. And that is what I related to. Sammy, I'm glad you brought up that point because one of the things I did want to mention is that everybody gets something different out of a Taylor song. And, you know, it could be intentional on Taylor's part because she is very clever, or it may be completely by chance, you know, that you interpret it that way, Steve interprets it a different way, and then I see the music and the rap inspiration as paying homage to the, you know, to hip-hop's history in New York yeah. City. Um, you know, that, I it may have not been intentional. I don't know how much Taylor knows about the history of rap music. I'm maybe sure she does, maybe she doesn't. But the point is, is everybody gets something different out of the song. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yes. So now let's dive into some lyrics. <laughs> what were you guys supposed to remind me of earlier? You wanted oh, to talk about sound. The, uh, the sound of other songs that she's going to play on tour. Oh, yeah. We were How talking she's about she's going to um, incorporate those. I'm glad and nobody reminded me. I had to and remind myself. If we are going to talk about that, I think we need to look at songs like Love Story and the version that she did at iHeart, which she also Definitely. recorded a similar version for the um, BBC One Radio uh, Teen Awards. Um, it's pretty much exactly the same as the iHeart version. And I kind of feel like if she's going to sing any songs, which obviously – you know, songs like Love Story and You Belong With Me and probably even our song, she kind of still has to perform. I mean, she doesn't have to perform them. It's not like the law or anything. Um, but she's going to have to perform some older songs. Even songs off of Red, she's going to have to perform Speak Now, Fearless, all of them. And I feel like she's going to do probably less of them, but she will probably make alternate versions like she did for the Love Story one to fit with the feeling of the tour that is going to be around 1989 does that make sense definitely yeah. it does That'd so be really cool here's the million dollar question then are there any songs in taylor's previous library of, of albums 
that would fit in with this album on tour unchanged 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 oh real quick uh, editing myself rapper's delight was 1979 not 75 sorry oh you were four years off 75 is when my parents got married <laughs> i had the years <laughs> totally confused. the same thing it all happened before <laughs> i was born anyway so um so back to the question are there any songs in taylor's library that can get included in the tour without being changed at all so they would have to sound more poppy, right? Or no, more like they're out of the 1980s? No, that, that would absolutely not change at all. Yeah, maybe but, on tour we'll get to hear, oh, what's this song? You can't remember anything today. I can't. Can <laughs> My mind is mush. This is what's happening. Did you take notes or something? I usually write notes <laughs> no, down before these episodes. Steve, this is, this is improv. I just speak what's on my mind, and what's on my mind is sometimes a cluttered Nothing. mess. <laughs> um, How does so- the song go? <laughs> It's Can the one, it? it's the other one, the one from the movie, Sweeter Than Fiction. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I think it'll just be your classic Taylor songs that, mm-hmm. that we've heard on the previous tours, the ones that everybody knows, but I do think that most of them will get some sort of pop treatment yeah, or something only- fun. I mean, sometimes, you know, just to get the audience involved to sing along and, you know, sing it a different way. Yeah, no, the only there's lots of possibilities. The song that's sticking out in my head would be Mean and it would be Mean getting like a pop treatment which would actually be really interesting. Um the only song that is coming to mind that was already kind of its own thing and people will probably not yell at me for this because I'm not saying I hated it. I actually it's one of my favorite Taylor songs. Um uh but disagree with me on disagree with me on would be maybe Picture to Burn. Um, Because it kind of already had that rock feeling with it. It it is country. I don't think we can deny that. But it already has, you know, the rock elements to it. And I think that that's probably the only song that I can think of that can remain unchanged. But but has it been on some of the previous tours? I mean, not just as a special song. There are certain songs. She wouldn't sing it as a special song. She told someone no. But she sang it during Fearless and then never sang it Wow, she told someone no. Well, then I I don't see her doing it on this song. No, I don't see her doing it at all. I'm just saying if if she did a song completely unchanged, I would say that that's probably the only song that she could do unchanged. Even songs off of Red. Well, maybe we are never ever getting back together. She wouldn't have to change. Yeah, but, she probably won't change that one. Uh, uh, she's going to update and change things. So she might have to change it. Um, I would say she's going to change. I mean, she's changed almost any song that she's played on the following tour. You know, she's given it a new treatment of sorts. And, and that, it just makes it more fun and interesting that way. I'm sure after playing it city after city, it's nice to be able to give it a new flavor and kind of give it a new, new look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would kind of, I would agree with that. I mean, honestly, before I knew anything about 1989, I assumed that she would play. We're never, ever getting back together acoustic. And now I don't even know if we're going to have an acoustic because it's, not a country album by any means. Well, that doesn't um, mean she won't play the guitar. No, it doesn't. Right. I'm just, I'm just. What's a Taylor guitar? Swift. <laughs> what do you mean guitar? 1989 knows not the guitar. The we haven't heard the thing. whole album yet. <laughs> it has, it has an awesome horn line and a great synthesizer though. Yeah, that's, that's that makes true. She, She'll play the she's keyboard or something. On the B stage with a synthesizer. All right. Well, well, the point of that question wasn't to skew us totally off topic from um, Welcome to New York. Yeah, good job, but- Adam. More more to um, get into a comparison to music of Taylor's past. And, you know, it was an interesting tweet um, that uh, did Taylor Nation retweet this? Is that how we all saw it? Yeah. Yes. From at Punk S. Swift, um, who quoted three lines in a row. I'm just a girl trying to find a place in this world. Someday I'll be living in a big old city. Welcome to New York. All in caps. Yep. So I just think it is so darn clever. And again, I don't even know. I I like to think that everything Taylor does is intentional. But holy cow, evolution there. Like, I find it very difficult to believe that 16-year-old Taylor starting her career was planning to do, like, link her entire... I don't think she was planning to link these together. But it works because Taylor writes about her own life. And so it would be linked because her you yeah, know it's I mean, because it's her life and it you know it all kind of flows it's a fair point yeah, yeah i mean like 
I don't think that when she was writing me and she was like, okay, in four years, I'm going to be living in New York. Wait, City, wait, wait, so wait, write- Sammy, Sammy, I'm cutting you off. I am cutting you off because I, I was there when this happened. 2011 Madison Square Garden. Taylor was doing her Speak Now performance. It was the final performance of the tour, and she sang the line, Someday Someday I'll I'll be living in New York York City. And everybody cheered. Okay, but can can I also preface this this by saying when she sang Fearless, she said New York City, capture it, remember it. So I don't know that that's actually accurate, Adam. Sammy, however, dating back to the Rolling Stone article again – the reinvention of Taylor Swift, she said that it's been a thought she's had for a while, but was intimidated by New York until now. Well, what does a while mean? It could have been a year. You don't know. Or it could have been three years back to speak now. Does it really matter, though? Yes. <laughs> it matters. Fine, I need Adam. to beat Sammy in this argument. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> What's the fun in arguing with Sammy if I can't this win? Argument. What are you talking about? What? <sighs> that reminded you of this no i had it in my mind the whole time okay i did can we talk about the lyrics now let's talk about (laughs) the lyrics now so i guess just like last week let's go through uh verse by verse check out some of the better lyrics um right from the beginning anyone want to go anyone got anything in the first verse that really spoke to them I want to know well, we why talked. she wanted, why she called, um, n- why she called, um, New York City the village. Like, is that a thing there's that people a, call it? There's, there's a neighborhood in New York City called the village. It's where she lives. It's the West Village. Oh, okay. Down by NYU. Okay, because which I, is a very cool area. All right. Yeah, very hip. Hip. Hip hop. Hip hop. Hip hop anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a reference to Big Daddy, which took place in New York. Yeah, I'm sure she was thinking about that. I'm sh- she must have been. The whole yeah, hip-hop but- undertones there and New York. and I'm just kidding. I'm making that stuff up. But, all right, so you got kaleidoscope of loud heartbeats under coats. That's a cool visual, kaleidoscope, because when I think about that, I think about color, but she's using it for sound. Yeah. That's I've been odd, trying to it? figure out that line for a while now. It's cool. I mean since it's been out. I song. guess it means like there are so many sounds of hearts that are so um, you know, kind of um their like their their own sound that it makes all these different colors. Like does that does that make sense as a metaphor? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I yeah, I have no idea. It's a very unique line, it's a very I, unique visual and a very I unique feel, reference. I feel the kaleidoscope of loud. There's mm-hmm. only one place that that makes me think of and that's Times Square. Yeah. That that is like the epitome of what kaleidoscope of loud is. You just see all the crazy advertisements and banners and lights and sounds. It just it's just overwhelming. Just, all of the people walking through it, that's kind of where the heartbeats of under undercoats come in because if you're in the middle of Times Square, there's like people rushing past you. Mm-hmm. And there's like you can basically hear their heartbeats because it's so loud. You know what yeah, I'm saying? There's just so many people. Yeah. Yeah, it's a unique line. Now, the next one, everybody here wanted something more, searching for a sound we hadn't heard before. Steve, you mentioned that earlier in the discussion. Did you have any thoughts on that you wanted to share, or did you, did you say what you needed to earlier? I, I pretty much said what I needed to. I mean, I, I think there's a couple of different versions of that. I mean, a lot of it is just kind of what New York offers as a, a new beginning. Um, you know, it just it's a land of opportunity. It's been that way forever. I mean, you got to think – Back to the early days of the United States when people would travel, uh, you know, from countries all around the world, come into right there, the Statue of Liberty and come into New York and think that they would have a better life. And, you know, Taylor also has kind of come and made New York her own for a totally new sound and feeling and part of her life to start. Taylor's living the American dream. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. I think that it's kind of a nod to her coming here to finish this album with a sound that she wanted that was unique. And I mean, that's like the pretty basic part of the line, but it can be, you know, you can dive down more into it. But I think that's about the basic thought of it is that she wanted to come somewhere. I mean, she'd been living in Nashville since she was 14 um, and she had that sound and she wanted a new one and she thought New York would give it to her. 
Well, that also goes back to the the whole hip hop concept too. She went to New York to pick up that sound. Um, that is the sound of New York. That's where it originated. And likewise, country originated in Nashville. So she sought out that sound in Nashville. That's why she moved to Nashville was to be a country artist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very cool. So now she moved to New York to become a pop artist. A hip hop artist. Oh, God. More T Swizzle. She's going T Swizzle. The end of the Taylor Swift brand and the rise of T Swizzle. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they already sold T. Swizzle's shirts, so, you know, they don't really have to do a whole lot more. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> after the first verse, you jump straight into the first chorus. Welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. Um, now, pretty basic and straightforward. I mean, it's just saying welcome to New York. The reason I really want to get into this, because there's one thing about the chorus that intrigues me more than anything other with this song what? is it welcome to new york is that the part that intrigued you <laughs> that is just so confusing it baffles me Steve. no no actually that to me is the most interesting part of it but go ahead it's not the most interesting part to me and i'll tell you why okay. um because for me the most interesting part of this song is the change in point of view and perspective throughout the song why is she saying it's been waiting for you when earlier in the first verse she says looking for a sound or searching for a sound we hadn't heard before. It, it just it switches points 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 of view. So she's yeah, changing from it, second person no, uh for from third person plural to second person? Is that what you're talking I, about? I think I, I think this goes on to what I was gonna get to. So the welcome to New York. If you've been to New York before, you may have a clue what this came from. I do. What? If you fly into New York or drive, and go to LaGuardia Airport, is that where you're landing? Mm-hmm. And if you go on runway 13, <laughs> there's a sign to your left that will say, Welcome to New York with a picture of a big apple. How cool. And that is what I think this is all about. I think this is about flying into New York for the first time. And just this, that song just probably started playing in her head. Oh, that's and awesome, Steve. That it, New York's been waiting for her, and that that's why it's it's done in a, a different person than the other parts of the song, which are more like is she is a person in New York. Mm. I would agree with that. I it's an interesting theory, Steve, but I'm just still trying to figure out then why if the it's is New York, then why does she say been waiting for you rather than waiting for me? Well, you because that's like almost it, New York talking to her as she's yeah. landing. Yeah. And um and um I don't think it means just her too. Like she means, you know, all the people who you know want to go to New York. It's like it's not just her that that's referring to. Right. Yeah. And that, it's like the first thing, you know, if you're flying into New York and going into LaGuardia, that's going to be the first thing there to welcome you. That's the first thing you're going to see. That's what's really going to get you motivated to enjoy New York City. And you said that it's a sign that or says welcome to New York. In. Yes. Yeah, and anyway you get into New York City. When I drive to New York City or take the train and we drive through the Lincoln Tunnel, there's a sign that says welcome to New York. Hmm. Well, you know what? I wonder if the it's is not New York, but the it's is the sign. The sign's been waiting for you. Yes. <laughs> that would be very uh, literal in a way. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying because the, the line is, welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. Um, So it's, you know, talking about like that could be very literal. It could be the sign is there waiting for her. She knew it was there and it's like it was still there when she came. So it's, I don't know how to describe what's in my head. I told you it's a cluttered <laughs> mess up there. <laughs> Okay. Does nobody see what I'm getting at? I really cannot no. articulate it, but I see what you mean. I just don't agree with you. It's just that visual <laughs> has been waiting. No, I think it means the city. Me too. Because that's what the sign means. The sign means the city. It's not like she's been waiting to get to the sign and then she just stops. <laughs> like, oh, this is all I wanted, guys. Just to look. At the sign. I want to see the sign. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a picture by the side. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, Steve said it's on runway 13. Yes, oh, it okay. is. And and actually, the, so there's two runways at LaGuardia. Uh, the one is 13. Actually, the way the runway numbers come, it's because of their compass position. So the one side is actually 13. The other side is 31. 
There's the second runway, which the sign does not go past, but it is 22, which backwards is also 22. So this is like a match made in heaven. It's Taylor's airport. I don't believe (laughs) this is true. (laughs) For those of you who don't don't know, Steve is secretly a pilot. <laughs> no, no, you know what? When I originally heard this song, I remembered my first flight to New York and I was like, wait a minute, there was a sign. Oh, and cool. th- I started looking it over and there, sure enough, I, I found it. I was like, that- that's where this is coming from. It- I could be totally wrong, but to me, that's what I thought of. And I have a feeling yeah, that Taylor yeah, may have run in the same thing. I don't fly to New York that often, but I see the sign every time I go to New York. It's and it says, welcome to New York. Hmm. Welcome to New York. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the second verse then. What have we got in the second verse? Somebody throw it out there, and please don't leave me hanging this time. Boom. I'm Sorry. waiting. Uh, the crickets are, like, bridge. starting in here. Waiting for the bridge. <laughs> so, are, we talking, are we talking about it's a new soundtrack? Is that is that the line? You can do whatever well, you want. Well, there's a new sound, and then there's also lights. Well, It's a New Soundtrack is pretty straightforward. I believe that's talking about a new chapter in her life. That is very straightforward in my opinion. It's also the beginning of of this album. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, it's a new soundtrack. Literally. It's very literal, some of this stuff. You can take it that way. Mm -hmm. I know. It's like, based on Out of the Woods last week, we want to see the deeper meaning, but it's just not there. No, No. it's not line. I think it's the same with the lights are so bright, but they never blind me. I mean literally if you're talking about it if you've ever been to Times square at night like they don't turn off it's like the brightest place in the world you can Mm -hmm. see it from the sky but Um, but i actually i think the deeper meeting is the important one on that one yeah definitely i would agree too i love this line it's even uh especially for um i'm gonna go sports here and i know that we're not all sports fans and football fans or american football fans for that matter but one of the biggest issues with all the sports teams in New York, there are certain people that just can't be successful here because it's almost like the lights are too bright. The stage is too big. You know, it takes a special person to be able to really conquer New York. Are you talking in terms of like football in New York? Uh, I'm talking know. football, but just, I think he's general. talking about I mean, people on the big stage. Like right. are... it's, it's a very big city and can be very overwhelming. Well, yeah. Cause it if, can make if you, feel you can't small. handle it. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And, well, and the the point is that the the lights are not too bright for Taylor. I mean, there's a lot of people that probably are like, "Well, maybe I'll go to New York and make music and that kind of stuff." And she came to New York, and she was able to embrace it and really enjoy what it's all about and and handle what the big city really is. I mean, you got to remember she's originally from a, a you know a small town in Pennsylvania, so. Even going to Nashville, New York City is a totally different oh, yeah. city. Yeah. You know, th- there's there's just how the people act and just everything about it. It's it's big, but it's it is a wonderful city. So what you're seeing in that line, Steve, is a deeper metaphorical meaning that's sort of saying New York can break you, but not her. Not right. I, I mean, break you in the general sense, not you, Steve, but right. you we like can, a person. Can break a person, but Taylor is so um, confident that she can well, do it. She can take on the challenge. Well, she's a very strong woman. She yeah. has been hitting the gym lately, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that line actually even has yet another meaning for me, anyway. Okay. Uh, or another purpose in the song, at least. And that purpose is to provide a visual element to New York because when I hear that line, I picture somebody new to New York walking around like in awe just looking around because living here in Vegas, I, I see it all the time as well because we have lots of bright lights on the strip too. Very true. Um, and I see those people that have their their mouth kind of like halfway open and they're in this like blank stare looking up <laughs> and their heads going back and forth. And I'm that local guy like pushing right past. I'm like, move, you're in my way. <laughs> There's not much to see here. It's just a fake Eiffel Tower. Seriously. <laughs> no, you've seen, go yeah, to the real New York City if you want to see York. the New York skyline. You don't need to see our hotel here. <laughs> no, don't come to New York because I have to stand in front of that person while they look at the, Empire State Building. That will be me this weekend. Sorry. In in advance. (laughs) Sorry, not not sorry. (laughs) So can we pull a fourth meaning out of this line? Do you have one? 
I I don't have one. I was asking if we could. Oh no, I'd, I I'm I think Steve three, on this one. three's a crowd. Yeah. Or three's company, four's a crowd. Yeah, I believe that's how that Isn't goes it down. Isn't actually two two's company, three's a crowd? I'm sure. It no. Whatever. Yeah. Keep it going. takes two to tango. Three's company, four's a crowd. We I have think. four people on the show. Bye, Diane. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that said it. <laughs> the lights are so bright. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get the chorus again on repeat. Let's uh, skip that since we already talked about the chorus. And into the next verse that went. Blah, 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 blah. This is the verse I've wanted to get to the whole yeah. episode Ooh. because it's going to be the most brilliant verse. It's going to be the most controversial verse. It's going to be the, one of the most interesting verses of this song. Well, the most interesting verse of this song, anyway. So, when we first dropped our bags on apartment floors, took our broken hearts, put them in a drawer. Everybody here was someone else before. And you can want who you want, boys and boys, girls and girls. Awesome. Thoughts? Wow. Panel? Um, I really like that she put that in there. Yes. <laughs> um, first of all. Um, personally, you know, whatever. Um, I like also how it's kind of worded. So it's boys and boys and girls and girls. So it's boys and boys, boys and girls, girls and girls. So it's, yeah, you so can it want who you want. It's literally you can want who you want. It's not just saying boys and boys and girls and girls. It's saying all three options. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there's only three options, but you know what I'm saying. Um, oh, I see. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so when you, you write the lyrics, when you write the yeah. lyrics, I see what you're saying, Sammy. Yeah. The, when they're written um, out, it says boys and boys, and then in the middle, boys and girls, and then and at the, end, at the girls end, girls and girls. And girls. That, that is clever. Um, that wow. reminds me of the Angry Michaelson song. Too. Is that awesome? That's really clever, and that is something you cannot pick up on listening to the song. Yeah, you, you have well, to read it I or mean, just you think can about it. If you you can like because that actually dawned on me but when you look at it visually you can really see it um but i personally i really like the took our broken hearts and put them in a drawer everyone here was someone else before i just visually i really like that image of putting your broken heart in a drawer and saying you know you're gonna put it away and you're gonna be someone else here and you're not gonna not deal with it but you're just gonna you know, start your new life in a new place. And that's what New York is quite often for people is, you know, starting fresh from a situation that you were in that you, you know, whatever situation it was in, whether it's a broken heart or, you know, a new job or, you know, just running away from your past, whatever it is, you can become who you are, whoever you want to become. You can change your name. You can change your your past, whatever you want to do. And New York is very much for that well sammy i see that line specifically applying to taylor took our broken hearts and put them in a drawer it goes back to that whole reinvention subject we were talking about earlier in the episode everything in this song keeps coming around to that so i think like sarah earlier in the episode who we read her uh comment was very perceptive in noticing that whole rebirth reinvention concept because took our broken hearts and put them in a drawer it's like taylor took her old stories from her past albums put them in a drawer and she's starting fresh she even said this album is not about all her heartbreaks and things like that yeah Yeah. i mean it is about some of it but it's not the focus like she's doing something i don't think that i don't think for her putting them in a drawer meant just completely ignoring them I think it meant putting them in the drawer and then when she was ready to address them, she could address them properly. Well, and even- she can kind of be, be more like her, but from another perspective kind of thing. No, that's true. But even even the next line in it, though, everybody here was someone else before. Again, very applicable to her. She was a country artist who wrote songs about breakups and, and her relationships and things of that sort. And now she's a pop artist writing about moving to New York. New beginnings. Yep. New beginnings. Through through this song. (laughs) Now, I don't know if we should group those four lines together, necessarily. I think I would do two and two. I think, well, I think two and two. I think they're separate ideas. I think the first two that we were just talking about is about the, the, the whole rebirth of Taylor and her music. And the second is about people in general again. Yeah, I would agree with that. Does that make sense? Because otherwise, yes. the way you interpret that is, never mind. 
it's, not necessarily just that, that, like, if they're all four grouped together, you would interpret like that. I don't think it's. They want in this city. Right. You, like, including Taylor. You are free to start new. You are free to love who you want. Like, you just have a choice and you're free. Well, that's why I I said the first two lines are uh, about Taylor. They're more autobiographical. And those second two are like, because of this, now we're in New York. We all can be ourselves and be who we want. Mm -hmm. I think those other two lines, although she doesn't say this, and obviously it's not entirely what she means but i think it's also about her kind of discovering that she can be friends with girls um because she's not that she's never had girlfriends she's had girlfriends but um you know her moving to new york she became friends with a lot more um girl i mean she became friends with um um you know Haley steinfeld and carly Kloss and um i think she was friends with them i mean she she was but you know new york kind of seemed to give her a new perspective on what it's like to be friends with girls. And she said in some interview somewhere, and I can't remember what magazine. All the interviews blend together at this point. She's done so many lately. She talked about how when you are trying to get a boyfriend that you see a pretty girl and you automatically see her as someone who's going to try and take your boyfriend uh, or the guy that you like. But when Mm -hmm. you aren't interested in boys, aren't looking for a boyfriend – you can be friends with girls because they don't become, come off as um, trying to steal your man kind of thing. Yeah, they're not a threat anymore. And so I think that moving to New York did that for her because she was able to have a new perspective on things and just be her own person. And that allowed her to become friends with people who she wouldn't have approached before. Does right. that make sense? Okay. So what about the courage it must have taken? Taylor came from a very conservative community. The country music community is historically very conservative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now she stepped out of her original zone and is standing up for gay rights. And I think that this is even more interesting because um, on her first album, she had a song that had to be radio edited because the same community that she's now supporting um, kind of went against her and was like, you're being kind of offensive. That was um, Picture to Picture Burn, Picture to right? Burn, yeah. Yeah, she used um, telling her friends that the guy was gay as an insult yeah. Yes. in the original lyrics of the song. Um, yeah, and she then changed it because she didn't mean to be offensive, obviously. Um, so I think that it's interesting that she decided to put this in here. I think it's also particularly interesting that she decided to put that in there um, in this particular time frame that we live in because gay rights are so prominent in the news um i think it took a lot of courage for her to do that because a lot of people are gonna put her under scrutiny for that um and you know making that point that you can love whoever you want to love is a very bold choice for her yes but i still think she kind of did it in a safe way like she didn't write a whole song about gay rights but i don't know that she had to i think for her this is what she wanted to do and i think that it's it was important for her to do Mm -hmm. and i think she did it the way that she wanted to do it i don't think that you know, someone else would have done it a different way. I mean, Macklemore has an entire song about it. Yeah. If she wanted to do that, she could have done it. But I don't think that she felt that was the right way for her to do it. And I think that as fans, we should respect that. I mean, if you don't, you know, support that, then you don't support that. But I think that we should support how she decided to do it and not scrutinize it for what it could have been or what it should have been or what it is and or what right. it is. Well, regardless, think- it took a, a high level of courage on Taylor's part because yes. she absolutely 100% is going to receive negative criticism. Oh, absolutely. And Anybody she's gotten it in the past. She even wrote mean about negative criticism. So, right. But if that's what she thinks, then it doesn't matter because she knows that to be true. So yeah, who cares absolutely. what the people who will hate her for it will say? And it I think matter. that that's why she put it in there. And I think that that's why she wrote a song like Shake It Off for that exact mm-hmm. reason. So that she can shake off hate when she knows that she should do something and she knows that it's right. Exactly. Yes. So mm-hmm. do we have anything else on that line then? No. No, I think we're good. I mean, I think that's definitely going to be the most talked about part of this song. I, I, I think some people are already saying, though that it's also kind of too vague. Like she doesn't even go deep enough into it to really make a true statement though. 
I don't think she, she has said to. You can I, I don't think she has to, to but want. that's already what I've been seeing online. <sighs> some places. Steve, can you repeat that? I need to process what you said for a sec. <laughs> I'm saying that some people are going to say that, you know, her her line there is actually too vague and, and not enough of a stance or a statement. I don't think it's vague, though, because she says you can want to you want. So she says that these people have a choice to be who they are. I don't think it's vague, and I don't think that it's, the song is about that. If the, she wanted to write a song like Macklemore's Same Love, she could have written that. But she was writing a song about becoming the person you want to become and moving to a new place to discover who that person is. And that, that you know... Sammy's the right. Con- the whole concept of trying to figure out who you are, whether it's in regards to who you love... Um, or how you, how the, your self confidence and how you look, or anything like that, is about this song. It is not specifically about who you love. Does that make sense? Yes, because mm-hmm. that's just part of being who you are. It's yeah. not the See, whole so, thing. I mean, I can, your identity. I don't. I. I don't, I, I don't know. I just. I think that that's ridiculous. Sorry. No, Sammy, you're 100 percent right. It's just an example of being who you want to be. That's that's yeah. what that is. So, and that's mm-hmm. what the whole song's about. It's not about loving who you want to love. It's about being whoever you want. Okay, so the last verse then. Like any great love, it keeps you guessing. Like any real love, it's ever changing. Like any true love, it drives you crazy. <laughs> that's not how she sings it. Um, no, that's how um, Norris Barkley sings it. Was that like a Britney Spears reference? No, it was. Does that I, it make sounded you like crazy? it. I, Brian reference and I was like uh okay I don't want easy I want crazy okay that's That's (laughs) yeah you guys all know that reference okay Um, Um, but you know you wouldn't change anything 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 so now she's just talking about her relationship with New York she is a love affair with the city I really love this bridge I really really love it I love um on the on just the surface I love how I mean, that perfectly describes New York, that it keeps you guessing, it's ever-changing, and it drives you absolutely crazy. At least for me it does, because I live here. Um, I don't live in Manhattan, but I go enough that it drives me crazy. Um, But just her description of a love... And for me also, um, a lot of movies that take place in New York, New York ends up being a character in the movie, um, and I think that that this part of the song describes that really well about having New York be almost a person. Um, but I also think that her description of great love, real love and true love is I think that's dead on. That's exactly what you feel when you have that true, great, real love that it keeps you guessing. It drives you absolutely crazy, but it's so worth it. Yeah. The end. Oh, is Sammy finally done? She is. When I, I mean, haven't talked I think what she episode. says is perfect because part of the song. it's just so cool how you can take that verse to be um to be both um about the um place as um New York and also about a person. It's cool how it kind of functions in two ways. And I think it's also it can function in three ways because it can also be sort of about how you treat yourself in trying to discover who you are. Um because you know trying to learn to love yourself it's going to absolutely drive you crazy you're going to be completely ever changing and you're always going to be you know second guessing yourself and trying to guess about you know whether you're doing something that you believe is right or um whatever it is so it actually kind of to me it has three layers hey guys yeah yeah did you know that Taylor Swift only writes songs about guys she dates and breaks up with? <laughs> I'm going to kick you. <laughs> well, I think this is a good counter argument to that argument. Um, yeah, you know, I would just be like, <laughs> well, because, no, but it's true because she has come out with three songs off her new um, album and only one of them has been about a guy. So that means 66% of these songs are about something else. And it was a positive message about a guy. It wasn't a negative message about the guy like most haters say. Yeah. Haters going to hate, 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 hate. So. Baker's going to bake, bake, bake. <laughs> Bakers don't bake. <laughs> they, they do, do. on Tumblr, according to uh, Taylor yeah, 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 yeah. Steve, on a scale of 1 to 13, how would you rank this song? Wait, are we going to do director's chair? No. 
<laughs> but I wanted to do director's chair. I never get to do that. Steve, do you have an idea of how you would direct this music video? Um, actually, I, I have I have a couple. Uh, first off, I think the best way would be just Taylor walking around town and just people lip syncing "Welcome to New York." We've been waiting for you. Like as oh, she's just passing cool. all these people. I think that would be cool. That would be really cool. So it's like they're not interacting with her, but they're no. But they just kind of like, like, let's say they're just going about their normal business, and right when they go to walk past her, they just look right up at her and then just say, "Or Welcome Steve, to if New they, York. or if they say the line and they don't look at her, no, they should look at her. No, they should look at her. Yeah, yeah. they should because that's more powerful. Because right, not not that they're really interacting, but they just the look right at her at the last second and say, "Welcome to New York. We've been waiting for you." I, I think that'd be. I fun. like that a lot. Didn't she recently film something? Where she was carrying like a giant thing of red, of yeah, red that's for balloons. Target. Oh, it's for Target. Yeah. Oh, I that would have been, been cool for this. Yeah, video. that would have been really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of these hypothetical "Welcome to New York" music videos that Steve just directed, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this song becoming a single so that it will have a music video, an official music video? I would um, prefer it didn't. <laughs> I, I bet you it won't. But you know what I would do if I was actually the city of New York. I would make this theme song that plays in the commercials, just like Definitely. pure Michigan, and you know yeah. all the places yes. have all that stuff. I would That's agree to get people to come visit your city. Yeah, because it's 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 very well written to make you want to go to New York. Like if you listen to this song, you get that feeling out of it. Mm-hmm. I got a feeling. <laughs> Woo! But doesn't it make you want to visit New York? Yes, it makes you real like. We're we're not leaving until Saturday, so Steve, like Saturday can't come. Can every time, every time I am in New York, I spend at least a twelve-hour day in an airport. I don't have a good taste in my mouth. Well, this but, weekend is going to change that. And, and I'm as making soon as you my step off mission. the plane and get into the terminal, this song will be playing over the loudspeaker. I'm <laughs> sure it will be. Does anyone else have any clever ideas? I cannot top Steve, so I'm going to pass. The only thing I can think of, and this goes along with it, opening tour would be a tour video. That was the first thing that came to my mind. The only thing that I can think of is if we all got together and filmed a little thing um, this um, this weekend for the song. Oh, like, that would be cool. Like, you know, all of us fans Shot together. and directed by Steve Ditch. <laughs> so, Mr. Ditch... <clears throat> on a scale of 1 to 13, how would you rank this song? I'm going to go with... I'm going to go to 13 again. 13? Mm-hmm. Would you listen to this on, re- this on repeat? I have so far. Okay. I- Sammy? I'll listen to it again. <laughs> um, I've listened to it on repeat. I think lyrically, it's a lot stronger than Shake It Off. Not as strong as um, Out of the Woods. I think musically, it has a good beat. I would probably give it an 11. An 11? Yes. Where is it slacking? Um, I think musically, it could be a little bit stronger. Musically or um, lyrically? Musically. I think lyrically, it's quite strong. Um, it has lyrics that I can remember. <laughs> Not that <laughs> That's I can always remember, good. But, you know, the ones that stick out in my head, but also ones that have, I feel, pretty strong meaning, especially the bridge. I just, I'm obsessed with the bridge. Um, but I think musically it could be a little bit more complicated, um, and that would be okay. Um, I think that also the chorus is, obviously it gets the point across, but I think it could be a little bit stronger. Yeah, but we've seen the repetitiveness in the choruses. Yeah, that that's, that's is why definitely I don't a like theme it. of all these new songs that she's put out. I so I, I don't see as much difference. You know, Out of the Woods had a lot of repetition too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't like that about Out of the Woods either. Interesting. Well, real quick, guys, as a quick update that as of right now, eight thirty-one p.m. Pacific time on what's today, Monday, October twentieth, on iTunes, U- United States iTunes store at least. Shake It Off, number one. Welcome to New York, number two. Yay. Out of the Woods, number six. 
Ooh. Look at her dominating these charts. Yeah, it's fascinating <laughs> to me that Shake I It Off is still um, all the way up there at number one. And well, Welcome they to New play York it so often it. on the radio that it makes sense. That's true. Now, something intriguing. One more little quick bit. Top albums, 1989 is number one. And it hasn't Yay. even been released yet. I and it hasn't even been released yet. Monday, she's going to have all top ten spots. Oh, you just with all of her songs? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have a... a theory I think is pretty accurate on why 1989 is number one right now. You could not you get like, Welcome to New York without pre-ordering the entire album. <gasps> sneaky, that sneaky. Was it was, was a pain. pain. Um, because I was really looking forward to getting the deluxe edition at Target, which I will still get, but now I had to buy two. Well, I always buy two anyway. No, just don't even. I have like six coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You laugh, but I'm not kidding. Off, uh, off, I also off, know off, where Target hey, is in New York City. Topic. Me too. We can take the train to one. Hey, they're just still talking. <laughs> Diane, one to thirteen. How would you rank this song? You know, I was thinking about this when I first heard the song. What I would rank it, and I'm gonna have to go with Sammy here with an eleven. An eleven. An eleven. Where is it losing points? I think the sound is spot on, but I think the lyrics sometimes. I mean, they are good, but I wish there was more. Like, I feel like it lacks a little something. Like, I wish she had a few more lines or she made something a little bit more complicated. That's just kind of where I stand with it. Diane stole the words out of my mouth. I'd give it a 10 to 11-ish as well. Um, Mainly because, like Diane said, I agree the sound. I'm quite opposite of Sammy. Sammy thought the lyrics were Mm -hmm. stronger than the sound. I think the sound is much stronger than the lyrics, in my opinion. Um, Lyrics don't, I mean, they lack the depth. They lack the metaphors. They lack the multiple meanings that yeah, out of the woods has the, so I, but we proved a lot of the there is a lot of deep meaning into those lyrics though but not to the same extent as out of the woods not even close but not I, even the boys and boys and girls and girls i mean you thought that was pretty pretty cool pretty clever there to say the least yeah but that's, mean, that's that's one line out of the woods like is like boom 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 like every single line I think okay. the problem is is that we heard this song last as opposed to first. Like I like I think if we had heard this song last week, we would think something differently. But because it came out um after um Out of the Woods, we have that to compare it to, which We're comparing isn't it, yeah. which it which it isn't really fair cuz they're two completely different songs. Okay, Diane, there are three songs on the album out. If you had to pick a favorite, a second favorite, and a third favorite, how would you rank them? Um, Out of the Woods, Welcome to New York, and Shake It Off. Steve? Same. Sammy? Same. Adam? Same. <laughs> um, abso- absolutely, absolutely the same. Um, which is very interesting because Shake It Off is the best selling, and that's a discussion for another but that's, day. That's also the that's single. The single, though, too. yeah. That's yeah, the, yeah right. these were nice the little previews that Taylor did for us. Yeah, yeah, I don't see any either of these being singles. I do find it interesting though that she has released two songs, neither of which are going to be singles, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hasn't even hinted at what would be her second single, which by now we would have like, um, like last time we had we got the music video for Begin Again, which was the second single the day the album came out. Last time we had the whole track list by now. We did. We that, don't that have anything. Point. We had the whole track list. That is a very so good So that point. makes me wonder, like, are we not going to know until Monday what Correct. the songs are? So. Correct. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's something very different. So. I think that's kind of interesting. That's an interesting way to do it. Because it kind of, it makes you... Um, I mean, at least it makes me like, obviously, this isn't going to be an issue because I have six copies coming. But, you know, for someone who's kind of on the fence about it, it makes you want to buy the album because you don't know the track list. And I think that her writing those, um, you know, just writing the lyrics really quick, not really quick, but, you know, writing a small snippet of the lyrics is also another way for her to tease it um, without her having to do the whole track list. Yeah. Okay. so some quick announcements before we wrap up. Something we forgot last week, we teased with the week before that. We're having a live episode coming up sometime in November. So you guys want to know what the date is? I need to know for my Yeah, I need to like pencil it into my calendar because, you know, it could interfere with release week and that would be a mess. Or my life. Everybody pull out your pencil and calendar right now because you need to write down this date. We've had a variety of guesses. Every single one has been wrong, which is shocking because I thought it would be the most obvious date ever for a live yeah, episode. Yeah, me too. Maybe for you. 
the live episode no, of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, is going to be on <laughs> November 1st, 2014. It's going to be our third birthday, exactly. It's a Saturday. Uh, time is kind of to be determined. we got to play around with the time zones, and we'll update you guys on the time next week. So that What are we going to talk can... about? Next week? Yeah. I don't know. What's, what's going what? on? Oh, right! 1989's <laughs> coming out on Monday, which leads me to my next announcement. Next week's episode is going to be a day late, just like this one. And we're all going to be together and get to record in a live, live together. Huddled around uncomfortably one micro- microphone. <laughs> and I don't need to bring my computer to New York. This is actually a miracle. A miracle. So, so, guys, um... October 27th, then, will be next week's episode. November 1st, live Taylor Talk episode. You guys will actually get to watch as we are recording. You'll be able to participate, ask questions, contribute to the conversation. That's going to be a blast. We'll get the time for you next week after we play with time zones and try and figure out how we can accommodate most people. But that is also our third birthday, so I expect lots of presents from you guys. Really? No, not really. (laughs) um but i think that just about does it for episode 156 of taylor talk remember guys uh go give us some feedback itunes taylortalk.org slash itunes we want to know how we're doing positive negative doesn't really matter just let us know what you think you can be honest with us we really like honesty well the honesty is what helps us improve so definitely visit taylortalk.org slash itunes and you can leave us a review pretty please other than that you guys know how to contact us taylortalk.org slash contact remember go follow us on twitter we're on there all the time at taylortalk13 so for episode 156 of taylor talk the taylor swift podcast this episode is getting very long my name is adam i'm diane i'm sammy and i'm steve saying have a great week guys next time we talk to you we will have 1989 Woo! bye-bye Yay! bye Mercury, get out of retrograde Oh, no. Jeez. Steve's explaining that next week. Bye. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.